you know, it's a pageant. Think how far we could go together, Morgan. Uncensored Cinephiles fans, welcome to the Children of Men film review. It's me and the wonderful Bianca Garner here, and uh, we're going to break down this film for you. So first off, is this your favorite Alfonso Correa movie? Coron. Coron? Coron? Do you know any of his other movies? No, I don't. Have you heard of the film Babel? Nope. Okay. So why is this your favorite? Oh, well, I, hadn't, I was trying to uh, like go on about other films that he's, he's made. Okay, go ahead. Um, Gravity. Have you seen uh, that film with Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I actually did start watching it, and I kind of found it boring, to be honest. Why? Because they were just, like, falling. There's more to the movie than that. And he made a third Harry Potter film. Okay. The best one, Prisoner of Azkaban. Have not seen this film. Is it good? Yeah. Is it the best Harry Potter film? Uh, I yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah. So he made the best. Did he make any other Harry Potter films? No, or just he just one? made one. 
So they brought him in, and he made the best mm-hmm. Harry Potter film, and they were like, see you later. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think Children of Men is his best work. You um, think? Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, dare I say it, is this film a documentary rather than a sci-fi? Because <laughs> it felt like it was like a documentary at times, you know? Of our modern world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> um, so, when we sort of, like, researched into doing this, um, I don't know, it was really hard because there isn't really that much in terms of, like, deep analysis of this movie. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reviews out there, but I don't think anything really like people aren't really sort of like they're discussing the main themes of the movie but I don't feel like they're going too deep into it and there's a lot that we picked up on when we were watching the movie so and I was kind of excited because I was like I've not seen anyone sort of like mention these things that have been like included in a movie there's just like lots of little I don't know like almost easter egg type of things in Mm -hmm. there so yeah, there definitely is. Like, stuff hidden in the background mm. that they, like... It's a very odd film because of, like, the camera angles and stuff. Sort of mm. like how Kubrick, some of the Kubrick films we've analyzed, where they yeah. do the... So, like, you're taking my point that I made yesterday, and then you're trying to, like, pass it off as your own, like, observation. Yeah, go this on, is how it goes. Us. I'm a pirate. Yeah. I take I take the best uh-huh. observations. And go go on, tell for the audience. No, no, maybe you should just no, tell no, the you, audience. No, 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 no. I was kind you of trying to set. Audience. I was kind of trying to set you up, anyways, because oh, it was okay. your point. So I was so, kind of like mm. putting the ball in the tee for you and hoping you just slam it out of the park. Because you don't really know what you're talking about. I want me to explain it. That's why you're here, <laughs> a film expert. I don't think I can. So. That. What what do you think, like, I guess we should get into analyzing the mm. actual movie. Yeah. Right? Um, so, what was the main, like, point of the movie to you? Um, it kind of felt like um, this movie that was, um, I don't know, it's like... To me, it felt very, like, about faith and belief, and I know that, like, people have been kind of critical about that, about the movie, like, having, like, I I don't know whether people have been, like, it's not, like, a, like, a truly religious movie, but it's, like, faith in humanity, and, like, faith that, no matter what the odds are, that was, like, the human race would still continue. So I think it's a like a optimistic movie about the future, which is why at the end of the, the film the ship is called Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like for me, I think that's actually like it's a sort of not happy ending but optimistic ending. Ah, see. <laughs> I, I got a completely different oh. <laughs> take on the ending of this film. Oh, no. Yeah. Why? All right, so as we talked about Off Air, and, like, mm. you 
I think you mentioned, what yeah. is what is the meaning of the name of the baby? Uh, so the baby is called Dylan. Yeah. And um, it is a Irish Welsh name, okay. um, which is the origin of it, and it means son of the sea or child of the sea. Yeah. So. I've born but, of but, like the sea it's like, god. Yeah, the, the Dylan is uh, brings with him a rising water. I think in the the lead the myth or the legend, mm. which is the um, Irish legend, I believe, it brings with him a rising water. So I interpret it as a flood. Yeah. So the baby, the, the baby Dylan is going to. I don't know, possibly flood and restart the world now. The old world has been, will be flooded, not in like a, it's like a symbolic flooding. Yeah, it is. So that's what I... Because all of them are going to die without water. And the Dylan is going to survive on a boat. Right. So it's almost like the story of Noah's Ark all over again where the next generation of humanity is going to survive on a boat and then restart from a Mm. boat, right? That's actually, yeah. You know, population reduction down to, Mm. like, whatever is able to start reproducing again. We, I, I think there's probably more than just one, like, woman able to have a baby in a yeah. Okay, so, so you're thinking there's multiple women on the Yeah, board. yeah. Okay. And I, I think it's really interesting that it's women who are the ones that are infertile. Because in the book, it was men. Yeah. But they swapped it to make it women. Mm-hmm. So, um, but... Is that, is that a choice that you think the director made because... He thought that, Mm. what, why do you think he chose that? But I want to get back to the the ending for you. I think it would be maybe sort of like, um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I don't know why swap it. I guess possibly um, like the, maybe garner more sympathy. Maybe he was insecure about his own possible male infertility <laughs> and was like, how dare they accuse men of being infertile? I'm going to make it the women, well, right? Directed yeah. by a man. If I was in charge, I would have done that too. I would have been like, yeah, it's the women. But it us in reality, them. it's not just men. It is also women that are struggling with fertility. So if we sort of like go into it, the... Men's sperm count has been dramatically reducing since, like, studies in like the late nineteen sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the exact amount, but it's like dramatically decreased. There's a number of different factors which might allude to the reason why, but also women have been struggling with fertility. So it's not just Oh, blaming of the of one sex, or no, not that you can blame anyone. But what I'm saying is, it's not like the fault just lies with one one sex. It's it's both sexes that are um, you know, 
experiencing this. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, but the the film, I mean, the film never really gives a reason why. It but there's that wonderful scene with uh, Michael Caine's character Jazz Jasper, mm -hmm. um, who is like the cool hippie dude. Yeah, uh, like, I like Jasper. Him. He's a great guy, and then he's telling that joke, and it turns and it's like you know the eating the stalk. So I I like these like little moments of comedy in the film because I do feel like it kind of makes the film. Like, it's so hard to watch in places, like, it makes you, you're so tense and on the edge of your seat. And I don't think we ever really get a moment where, like, you have these little moments where it's, like, broken up by, you know, like, human aspects of, of living, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, the, there's moments where, you know, people are just talking and resting and, like, reminiscing and, like, but then automatically then that's countered by the like more um brutal aspects of living in a world like you know the, in which the movie is set in so it's like it's, it's like a fight for survival there's never any real rest for for the characters yeah or the the viewer who's kind of immersed yeah well you them, mentioned right? about we said about the um, the cinematography, yeah, and how it kind of like mirrors Kubrick. Um, I can't remember the cinematographer, but I do know he's worked on several other films. But it's these long takes, you know, where the camera there's no editing; the camera is just following the action, which is what I like. I find whenever I see a, a film director and a cinematographer do that in film. And pull it off. I get really excited because that's like my, one of my favorite things to watch. It's like a movie that's all done in one take because it must take so much to like organize and bring that together. What's the flight? Thank God. You'll be safe now. How's the child? Their lives at risk. Just let it go. You don't know what you're doing. No. Look around you. It's the uprising. And then what I love about this movie is like the camera doesn't just focus on the main characters. It will sort of like drift and bring our attention to certain things. Yeah. And it's like. of like we're along with you know mm -hmm. experiencing that like we're we ourselves are a character yeah Theo of course Theo. Yeah. yeah so yeah we haven't uh, should we discuss the sort of like characters yeah so I mean like I their guess names if, are like, really interesting they all sort of like kind of have a deeper meaning to them we've already mentioned Dylan's name yeah, so you have Dylan, which is the child born out of the sea, 
which in like Christian mythology might reference like, you know, the sort of like the Antichrist sort of figure coming out of the abyss, like coming out of like the depths of the ocean, right? And like Theo, Hmm. which represents God, right? That's his name, God, Hmm. dies in the film, which is not... That's, like, the big lie that, like, Hmm. they try to tell everyone, which creates this, like, big deception that, like, okay, so, like, God, like, like, Jesus, like, how do I explain this about this getting, like, too into the, the weeds? Um, but basically the deception they're trying to pull is that, like, Jesus was killed in order to, like, bring forth, like, the victimhood of, like, the ethnic, like, Jews, right? Because they killed him. So, like, forever you have this, like, battle between Christians and Jews because, like, they, like, killed Christ, right? Who is God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But, like, they didn't actually kill him. He, like, doesn't die, right? Mm-hmm. God doesn't die. Like, that doesn't actually yeah. happen, right? Like, he rises out of the tomb, etc. Mm-hmm. So, like, <clears throat> in this movie, they're pushing the lie where it's like, oh, Theo dies. And, like, he even dies from, like, a wound in his stomach, right? Anyway. Mm-hmm. It's me. What? You got me. Bad. Where, like, that's how Jesus died, was, like, the spear of destiny, like, Leonidas, or not Leonidas, uh, Longinus, or Longinus, or something like that. That sounds like a STT. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like, the Roman soldier pierced Jesus in his side. Yeah. On the cross to, like, like, let him die faster right mm-hmm. so once again like push it like so they're showing this in the film at the end and then like what's going to become like the new race on earth is going to be this like child from the sea right it's not like christ it's like the antichrist right i don't you don't see that no, no. i don't think that's okay. I, I feel like that's a little bit stretching that Okay, yeah. No, this no, is my take no, on I know, it. it's your take, but I, I, well, maybe because I'm, like, more of an optimistic person, I don't <laughs> think the child is going to, like, I was thinking more of, like... You're child. like, oh, it's such a nice baby. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's cute. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a girl, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, oh, yeah. Doesn't that make any... Doesn't no, make, because it doesn't, yeah. Oh, the Antichrist doesn't pick a gender. No, it might it might be female because like a lot of the prophecies are like of the coming uh, divine feminine, mm-hmm. right? So like maybe that maybe the antichrist is a female, right? Uh, I, I, maybe she is. Maybe she has red hair. <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. I... But like so like the names as we were saying like and other people have mentioned this, but like not sort of in this way. So, like, no. the names do have, like, a meaning. Right? Yeah, well, um, key, yeah. which is K-E-E. Mm-hmm. Well, that's obviously, she's the key, yeah. isn't she? So, yeah. um, 
And then the boat is the tomorrow. Yeah. So when she's out in the ocean, it's key to the tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So she's getting the baby to the boat, like, mm. to tomorrow, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was one of the other names? Luke? Yes. Which means, uh... The name Luke means light-giving. It is a shortened version of the Latin name Lucas, which is derived from the Greek name Lucas, right? So, light-giving, which then references, like, the light-bearer, like okay. Lucifer. So, what about Jasper's name? Jasper is like the jester, uh, right? Which makes sense because he is the one who is, like, clowning around and everything, and like telling jokes and stuff but yeah but he's also speaking the most truth in the movie yeah and also i believe his name jasper comes from like some sort of gemstone that means to like provide like hospitality and mm. like that kind of like mm. nourishment type yeah. energy or whatever so I like mean, yeah. once again it has like an occult meaning that's like tied in with the name Right, so like obviously all of the names in the movie were picked, and then like there's Miriam, who's the midwife. Yeah, I'm so, not. Uh, that probably has a meaning too. I'm yeah. not sure. But I think that yeah, and of course it's Julian. And then Juliana, yeah, Julian. Well, which is interesting. And like so, in the book, Julian was supposed to be the mother of Dylan, right? Hmm. And then they changed that for the movie. So, like, why do you think they changed um, it in the movie? Oh, just a quick thing yeah. about uh, Miriam. Miriam. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a girl's name of Hebrew origin, and it means wished for child. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Because yeah. she's the midwife that's been wishing for children hmm. since they stopped having children, right? So, so it's interesting. All the names have like a, a deeper meaning to them. But you were saying um, that Julian is uh, played by Julian Moore. Yeah. Who is like, you know, quite a big named actress and is only really in the movie for the very, like, the first act. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, which is written by P.D. P. D. James, uh, that came out in 1992, so um, I think that's quite interesting. Um, she is the one that's pregnant. Yeah. Uh, but obviously that's not the case here. And we were discussing this, and I personally, I like the decision to have the, um, the character of P be included mm -hmm. yeah because i mean i don't know I, I do kind of like in some points like the message of the movie about like um sort of the refugee crisis and um that sort of aspect of the movie i do think it is a little bit on the nose and possibly a little bit heavy-handed but i do think it's like done with good intentions and i think it is a case of like we do have issues where um refugees and immigrants are treated unfairly and with prejudice 
Yeah. And I think. Look up, you piece of shit. Look up. The character of Key is a, you know, is an example. She's just trying to get by, really, you know. We don't, don't know too much about her background, but I feel like kind of get a sense that, like, you know, her life's been tough. I, I think everybody's life's been tough in that movie, but, you know, she seems like a really sort of, like, generally nice person. There's that moment when she's, when they go to Jasper's place and she's braiding his wife's hair. Mm. And it's just like little touches like that. She just seems like a sort of like a lost child in a way, you know. And I like her sort of like sense of humour. Like her and Theo, when they're like interacting with each other, there's like that nice sort of like, he almost becomes like a father to her. Yeah. So. So you know like the camera angle like mm. makes you kind of like behind them and it makes you feel like you're one of them mm. and like gives you that real like... Yeah. sympathetic feeling towards yeah. the different characters in the film and see what it's done to you here is brainwash you okay because obviously key is a criminal refugee who snuck into the country therefore is breaking the law and they're all harboring a criminal in this movie Jeez, breaking the I... law where they should just turn key in immediately <laughs> then she would have been given the perfect health care that was available at the refugee camps provided for them by the New World Order government. <laughs> She's okay. She's gonna be here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds really, like, lovely, <laughs> Like, how dare you question the system, okay? <laughs> I mean, granted, they were being a little, just a little bit rough to some of the immigrants, I think. Like, I, I mean, I saw like a couple them, of flying no, batons and maybe no, like, like a little bit that, of torture going on. There was a lot of torture going there on. Was, okay, maybe a lot of torture going on. I but, saw like them playing the, the music from, uh, or not maybe not the music, but like there was all these references to mm. like, you know, just basic tenets of good thinking which is like work shall set you free okay <laughs> they had that written on the camp doors for the immigrants which I don't know where that came from do you know where that comes from <laughs> but I mean it's kind of true like if you work hard like that oh, will provide Jesus freedom for you can we get <laughs> So, like, obviously there was references to that in the film. Yeah, there's that. Like... There's that because, obviously, um, I guess that that's all sort of, like, talking about, like, the, the hunt for the perfect race mm -hmm. and forced sterilization and... Which led to... Um, the to... new antichrist race born no. on the boat. 
Mm. I don't understand why you think the baby is evil. I can just tell it's evil. You don't. It's an adorable baby. This isn't like the the prequel to the Omen film. This is a baby it, that's it bringing be. the hope. And I haven't know. heard anyone else with this take on the film yet that this is. Yes, about because the... it's absurd. <laughs> it makes no. I don't know how he, it's not setting this up in any way. It's meant to be a hopeful ending. Oh, okay. We'll go Not with that. The baby's then. going to. We'll go with that then. It's okay. a hopeful. It no, was, a, it was no. a perfect baby that's gonna bring forth a new generation of um, human beings to the planet of. I don't know. So, like, basically, maybe we should talk about what happened to their world to get it into where yeah, it was. That's... So you were talking about the depopulation thing. Mm. Okay. Now, this is something that's extremely important because... It's happening in real life? It's happening in real life. It's something I've been warning about since I basically started my YouTube channel because of genetically modified food. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what they found with studies with honeybees is that in honeybees, when they were exposed to genetically modified food, which came around like what... 1970s, 60s? 1970s or so, right? They start introducing oh, that to our, our food. Wait, so the first... didn't I say that the sperm counts have been dropping since that time? Yes, okay. So mm. the first generation of honeybees, after being introduced to GMOs, showed no difference in fertility rate. Oh, good. Okay. The second generation after that showed a drop of fertility rates around 50%. Shit. And then the third generation, the ones after them, zero. Complete infertility. And they think that's what led to a lot of the colony collapse disorder that people saw, where there were these honey hive bees that were just disappearing everywhere. Yeah. Remember they even made that movie called The Happening or whatever with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. It was a terrible movie, but <laughs> what that's that's what that was that's what caused it was they introduced GMOs into like the environment. Well, yeah. Honeybees went to pollinize those. Mm. And then a couple generations later the hive collapsed. Notice how in the movie your children are men. We see no bees. Yeah, no bees in the movie. <laughs> I mean... That's actually relevant. Like, and there, there's, like, a ton of references to biblical stuff in the mm. movie. Like, <clears throat> and they also do a lot of, like, sort of tropey memes in the movie. Mm. Like, the orange thing. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, there's oh, that whole they... meme about oranges before people get killed. No, Started with the... It's a meme about this? Yeah. Is it, like, a Godfather thing? Yeah, it started oh. from the Godfather. But, yeah. like, a whole bunch of like films now will show you like oranges or orange juice right before someone gets killed yeah do you notice in movies when the person's been an asshole they always eat an apple really? yeah watch a they're like chomping yeah. on an yeah. apple yes yeah. so, so many like little you know if the character's been a dick you'll be chomping on an apple that's funny I yeah. Don't know that. yeah but yeah that makes he sense he eats apples all the time i've seen him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we were saying about the animals um well the first thing that we see you know when we see key when she's 
reveals she's pregnant, she's surrounded by cows. Mm -hmm. And cows are obviously quite a sacred animal in a lot of religions. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the exact thing that I found, but it was something to do with like a passage in the Bible. I said after a famine in Egypt, or one of the famines, the um, hope there was something about the cows being plentiful mm. to, you know, like give milk or something. So milk is obviously that's where we get cat like substance for like children, young, you know, young people, young animals, and everything. So it's symbolic about that. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I thought it was interesting that the cows are on fire too. Oh yeah, and that's never times. explained why the cows are sat uh, on on fire. My first yeah. initial thought was obviously what's happening at the moment with supply chain issues. Because mm -hmm. um, there has been, has haven't there been reports of animals being set on fire or like farms being on fire or like cows yeah. being cold or. killed like a whole bunch of cows like for no reason that people can there's all these videos of like animals being slaughtered and just being left out mm. in fields and stuff like I, I mean I don't might not be like alluding to that but it could possibly be alluding to the fact that the cow is obviously like a mother thing mm -hmm. you know so it's like we get so it being on fire is and being burnt almost like a sacrifice you know yeah which I, maybe yeah, it goes actually, into your whole thing about baby dylan being the antichrist yeah I'm because gonna, I can't, if you think about mm -hmm. it like <clears throat> a lot of the stuff in the old testament mm -hmm. like had to do with the old world before the new covenant which is like when jesus was born like all the rules changed mm -hmm. right like so like before that it was like a world where like you know there was a lot of pagan religions that used to do animal sacrifice and these things mm -hmm. so god was like you know in like actual they did like human sacrifice too like mm -hmm. the they would sacrifice people to moloch which was like this ancient like uh, you know, Babylonian, was it Babylonian? I guess, deity. Uh, I mean, you can look it up, but like Moloch was basically this big owl looking thing they would throw children into and like sacrifice them to the flames. Um, so basically, like, oh, that well, was I like, just pictured like people like slam dunking kids into a giant owl basket now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit more brutal than uh, that, probably, yeah. I was yeah. thinking nice, like, oh, boop. Yeah, yeah. that goes the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Such strange things that I find, like, you tell me about, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> like, this is not a rabbit hole I particularly wanted to go down with. <laughs> no, obviously. But yeah, so, like, in that old world, like, 
people would sacrifice animals and like one of the things about like the New Testament was like don't sacrifice animals yeah you, yeah can you guys stop doing like that all though? that like weird old yeah. covenant stuff kind of yeah. went away with yeah. the new, the new covenant right it was not working yeah it was through faith in Jesus that was yeah. like all you needed to have yeah. like under the new covenant <laughs> stop throwing babies into yeah. owl statues yeah, like, like, like all this weird not helping. Old world, old tribe stuff, like, mm -hmm. you know. So, basically, like, I think maybe that is part of it, too, because, like, you're seeing the transition from, like, that world is dying. Mm -hmm. Like, the world died around the flood, right? So, like, it's kind of like one of those, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, why was the world killed off? Because it was so, like, evil and, like, well, gone wrong yeah. the times in Noah. Mm. So, like, during the times in Noah would have been, like, during the times of the movie where, like, everyone around Theo was, like, evil, right? Right. Yeah. Even Sid was, like, good at first, but then got tempted by money. Yeah, yeah. Right, and tried to kill him. Well, it's interesting, like, we go to see Theo's cousin, who is the one that gives them the papers mm -hmm. in order to, like, travel. And he's, you know, living in a gated community. You know, the, the whole, like, if you've got money, you're fine. Like, the rest of the world is, like, falling apart, and it's, like, they're living, like, Buckingham Palace and collecting art even though yeah. like it's worthless because in a hundred years no one's going to be around you know to to witness it yeah couldn't save la pieta smashed up before we got there pretty rubbish huh my mom had a plastic one in the bathroom that's even brought up in a movie and he's like but he cares yeah. more about, like, collecting useless art than he does his own kid. Yeah. Where he keeps, right. like, take, you know, taking the, his pills and, like, playing on that, like, little... Game. Yeah. Yeah, he's all tapped out. Man. And he's all got tattoos on him and everything. Oh, it's just, yeah. like, normal teenagers now, really. We've got to keep Las Meninas and a few other Velasquez. But we only got a hold of two Goyas. That thing in Madrid was a real blow to art. Not to mention people. Yeah, they literally Cut nailed down that. Zoomers. Yeah, no, like they literally <laughs> nailed like what our the future generation would be. There's a lot in that movie that's like prophetic of like the world that we now mm. live in. Um, <clears throat> well, I was saying that I thought it was interesting with the whole. Um, well, there's two things I want to bring up, but um, firstly, is the posters. Yeah. You know, like. Um, fertility, like avoiding fertility tests is a crime and those type of poses. It just reminded me a lot of like the sort of stuff that was happening in the previous two years to this 
of, you know, the past yeah. two years. Yeah, no. With there's... events that have been taking place, you know, where it's like, you know, wash your hands, keep space, you know. See, the powers that shouldn't be have long been behind a depopulation agenda, and that's why, like, they loved the one-China policy. Mm. And you saw, like, after China implemented the one-China policy, China was rewarded, like, all types of stuff by, like, the world government, basically, like mm. the World Economic Forum and the World Trade, you know, the WTO. Like, they all gave China, like, all types of special, like bonuses for cutting down their population mm. right this is like what they do so like for my research what i found is like yeah the gmos are one way to slow down the population and you have like you know bill gates talks about how if you get populations um to take roll up your sleevers that that's another way to like decrease population size Mm. Right, you can get population size to but shrink. But if you kind of like look this stuff up, um, and like type in like depopulation, you'll see so many articles come up on the first page of Google. Where it's like, oh yes, we are depopulating, but here's why it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, it's actually a really, really bad thing because the older generation are going to reach a point where there's no, no one to look after them. Yeah. And you can't, like, they've even disproven this, um, I can just have a quick look on here, but, um, there was something I was reading up about where it, it was like, um, <clears throat> I mean, they openly state, they, like, the, the powers that shouldn't be, they openly will state that they want yeah. less humans on this earth, and, like, you have people like <clears throat> Yuval Harari, who yeah. he said that like yeah we can provide enough food for everyone i guess but the problem is what to do with all these useless mm. eaters and he's like oh we'll have them do drugs in video games yeah. this time if you're not part of the revolution fast enough then you probably become become extinct once you know how to produce bodies and brains and minds so cheap labor in africa or south asia or wherever it, it simply counts for nothing Again, I think that the biggest question, in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades, will be what to do with all these useless people. I don't think we have an economic model to, for that. My best guess, which is just a guess, is that uh, food will not be a problem. Uh, with that kind of technology, you will be able to produce food for, to feed everybody. The problem is more uh, boredom. And how, what to do with them, and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless? My best guess at present is a combination of drugs and computer games. Yeah. Right, like they don't, now that they have robotics, they don't necessarily need 8 billion people to like do all this stuff because when they go like, say they go on like their mega yacht to like some remote island in the Caribbean there's so many people on earth now that now there's tourists yeah. there yeah. and they're like you know what we don't like this mm -hmm. so like them locking the world down and all this it didn't hurt the the richest people on earth like Bezos and yeah. Musk and all them made huge money during mm -hmm. the the shutdowns yeah where the average people and like your average millionaire 
mm-hmm. like got crushed, right? Like the low level like managers of their system got hammered, but like the elite mm-hmm. made out like bandits and like yeah. they also got to enjoy like the whole world while we were all locked in our countries unable to travel. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is their view of the future is like put everyone into smart cities, all lock them in tight together you know, flood all these countries with immigrants to, like, make everyone mad at each other Mm. instead of being mad at them Mm. so that they can have their little gated... Like, you saw it in the movie, the the rich guy. He, like, was in this, like, gated thing Mm. up looking down. They had, like, zebras and, like, wild animals roaming around. It was all very sort of, like, um... Paradise. Yeah, like, we discussed in 2001 Space Odyssey, you know, like, the Eden sort of, like... You know, the golden age the of golden, Saturn yeah, type yeah, thing, yeah. where like humans and animals are all living in peace and harmony together. Yeah, and like, but, I mean, the purple tune, the choir softly sing, in an ancient tongue for the court of the. I will just mention like one of my favorite. Um, like moments in the movie is when they're talking and you know Pierre and his cousin and then there's that big pig blimp behind him and I was just like oh yeah, oh, yeah that's just like because he's the banker yeah he right? yeah so the piggy banker right? yeah so it's like you have the huge piggy bank in the sky yeah right representing that you know he's up with the banking class yeah right which is mm. city of London Rothschild mm. You know, banking mm. cartel. Yeah, that's basically what they are, right? But the the rest of like the people that we encounter, you know, they're just really sort of like struggling. Apart from obviously Jasper. Yeah. Yeah, which I mean is, I think we should just like sort of briefly touch on him because. Yeah, and his wife, which are yeah. fascinating characters. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like I really like. <coughs> Tastes like strawberries. <laughs> Cough. 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 <coughs> you taste it? Strawberries. This is strawberry cough. <laughs> um, so his wife had been tortured by MI5. Yeah. And that's now like pretty much like a. What were your uh, colleagues doing exactly? <laughs> I don't know what. We all know you're an MI5 agent. MI6. MI, it was MI6, so it was your sister agency. There, there have been you know the problem, the problem child for a while now. Yeah, MI5's they've, no they've good. They've gone rogue. <laughs> they've gone rogue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I well, actually. Their agency. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Do they, like, work for a foreign country and MI6, like, still works for Prince Charles or something? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you're asking me these questions. <laughs> they run by Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know. You don't know? No. We all know you I know. I can't tell you. I'm not an MI6 agent. <laughs> <laughs> look at the look on her face. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I think, like, the moments like the fact that they're giving out the um suicide kits was mm-hmm. interesting 
Yeah. Like, there's this whole sort of, like, oh, you know, there's a way out. We're giving you that way out, you yeah. know. Like, you, st- like, alluding that these people have a choice, you know. Yeah, and like, death's better than this world, so yeah. see ya. Yeah. Go take a nap. Yeah. So, like, people are, like, the old people are dying by, by committing suicide, and young people are, like, resorting to video games to escape. Yeah. And you know why that's happening, right? It's not explained in the, uh, the movie, but it's in the book. Oh. So, basically, the problem they have is um, because, like, they need a workforce to be constantly mm. replenished by young people in order to take care of everybody. Right. Especially as people get older, they can't, like, take care of themselves. Mm. But then everybody's getting older. Yeah. So they have no one to take care of anybody. Ah. And there's no young people. So they're like, because we have no one to take care of you, yeah. like, it's better that you just, like, literally go yeah. that way than, like, you know. Because, like, if you, like, certain elderly people get dementia or Alzheimer's or stuff. Like, they won't even, like, know how to, like, take care of their own place. Yeah, They'll start, like, living yeah. with bugs in their fridge yeah. and eating rotten food. And, like, you know, like, mm. it's, like, a horrible way to, like, let someone, like, deteriorate. Mm. Right? So, like, you know, that's basically what's going on. And, like, Japan, right now, because of the population... Like, so you know how, like, we all talk about the boomer population growth, like, mm. thing where there's this huge class of boomers, mm. and then, like, every generation behind them, there's, like, smaller and smaller? Yeah. Well, Japan's already experiencing where the boomers there were, like, 10 years ahead of our boomers, mm. and now they're all, like, retired, right? Mm. And, like, retiring, and they're hitting that, like, middle of the bubble, Right, and they don't have enough people to take care of the elderly in Japan, which is why Japan is one of the leaders in robotic technology, uh-huh. and it's mainly being driven forward to take care of this massive elderly class that they don't have enough like healthcare staff for. Well, you know what, Japan, if you just let people immigrant, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like you know, because they have a really strict immigration policy, maybe they should open. The- you know, their border's a little bit wider. Oh, yeah, that's... And then, problem solved, really. Yeah, just bring a bunch of immigrants in and let them yeah, take care well, of the elderly. what we do here. Yeah. And what we do in the UK. Yeah. We just, like... Oh, those jobs aren't desirable for people anymore. No, that's a, yeah. You know, because people don't want to work in care because it's so badly paid and the hours are long. So, or, you know... Yeah, and now there's a rash of videos of elderly people being abused in nursing homes. Mm. So, it's not going too well. No, but that's, that's <laughs> so, a problem you the have. Quali- the quality of care is dropping dramatically. Well, that's a problem that so, you have, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know... Um, but, obviously, in the world of children and men, don't have that problem because, you know, just give out the suicide pills with the rations which he says like you know which I thought was hilarious like weed is still banned banned, (laughs) which is still the case in the UK I think so yeah it's it's still banned in the UK pretty much I think yeah it always gets brought up whether it's like 
you know. Wasn't there a whole party to legalize it in the UK? There was like a legalized cannabis party. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. They were on Top Gear, it's how I, I know. Uh, you get all your sort of like knowledge about the UK from Top Gear. And visiting, and yeah. you. Uh, well, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I've been there a bunch of times, so. But yes, most of my knowledge of the UK and the world comes from that. <laughs> That's just why it's so scary. Watching Top Gear over and over and over again. <laughs> and the Grand Tour, which, yeah. you know, um, you've been watching. So, <clears throat> um,. Back to Children and Men. Um, there's a ton in there. So, like, I thought it was really interesting when, you know, he goes up and, like, gets the baby. And then somehow, like, everyone knows to stop shooting. But how, how did they know that? Because, like, the baby had been in there the whole time. But, like, then when they're carrying it down, somehow, all of a sudden, they know to stop shooting? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Baby's Antichrist. Use its Antichrist powers. Well, like, it, it almost had this, like, feeling of like they were protected by like some sort of like something higher like a higher power because like like a divine power because the baby's not an antichrist it's like there's a good baby because like those bullets just like whizzing around even still hitting people yeah baby doesn't get hit and people like, aren't even like reacting, paying attention to no. the bullets anymore they're like entranced with the antichrist yeah. baby as Stop they're getting slaughtered it's not antichrist baby. <clears throat> like as the human sacrifices are being made to the antichrist baby as it's going through the hallway through war i mean if the antichrist was born into anything it would be a war zone would it not like you know the god of okay. Mars. Well, war. okay. One of the things that I will just bring up, which is a bit weird, is when she's giving birth to the baby, the dogs are going crazy. Breathe out and, and push. Push as well. That's it. That's it. Yes, you can. That's you can. Just out and push. Out and push. That's it. That's it. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. That's another reference to Lucifer, right? Have you ever seen, um, what is the movie that you said it's not? Omen. It's not Omen? In Omen, the Antichrist takes shape as a, to visit the baby, as a? Dog. Black dog. Mm. That's right. Right? So, like, the dogs are barking. Uh, well, this has changed my whole perspective of this movie now. I'm like... And the, the animals are all, like drawn to the baby or drawn to Theo hmm. they're kind of more drawn to Theo than yeah, the baby so dogs and cats like all the animals are kind of like we like Theo hmm. right yeah you're kind of represent he's representing God like in the flesh he's supposed yeah. to be like which I mean 
we thought it was interesting that he wears sandals in the movie. Yeah. Like... Once again, they're trying to reference him as Jesus, mm. right? They, like, mm. clearly were showing him wearing sandals. Mm. <laughs> I just think it's also quite funny, in a way, because, like, you know, it's the most impractical shoe ever, and he's, like, having to go through rubble, like, he's mud. Like running from people with AKs and stuff yeah. with sandals on. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> But we, you mentioned um, Mars, and obviously that's like to do with the electric universe theory. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't notice this, and I had to get you to go back. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. With the tattoo on Key's hand. I was like, wait a second, that's really, I've seen that symbol before, and you, I thought it was something else, but didn't you? Like pointed it out, it's kind of close to it. It's Venus. Yeah. Yeah, sort of an ancient symbol of Venus. The seven-sided uh, star symbol, which mm. is the ancient symbol for Venus. Hmm. Right. And then, if people know about the electric universe, like the <clears throat> Venus and war um, Mars, always depicted as being in sort of like a war together. Yeah. And like they. Separated, which caused which the destruction. Caused, yeah. yeah, so I mean that's interesting, I guess. Like, yeah. So, and then, so who is? Is are we saying that the baby is Jupiter, then, and like the new god? Uh, I don't know. It probably, I don't know, like, in that, like, yeah, I think it just, I think it's you referencing just, once again, like, because that's probably, like, what caused the flood back mm, in the day, mm. like, the global flood was, like, all that movement mm. caused between Venus and Mars, yeah. and then Mars interacting with Earth and all this, mm. so probably, you know, it's a reference once again to, like, that shift mm. from, like, one s state of the world to the other, right? So... Yeah, there's a lot more to this movie than it just being about, like, oh, aren't, like... Well, I thought, it, it's like I thought it great. Pick, everybody picks up on, like, all the environmental stuff and all the refugee yeah. stuff, which obviously is important, all, like, you know, controlling government stuff. All these aspects of the movie are important, but that's, like, surface-level stuff. Yeah. It's, like, so much deeper, like, look... And, what I thought was it, I forgot to mention, but on the train is the video that plays where it's like all the cities that have fallen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you remember any of those cities? Yeah, it was a lot of the cities and countries that we've now seen. Like Hong Kong was one of them. Yeah, which fell and now is under mm. CCP um, rule. LA? Yeah. I think, or like a couple of American places. Um, what was the other ones? Like Russia. There were other countries that were mentioned. Yeah. 
uh, Tokyo was one of them. Was it? Yeah. So it's like, and then I mean, it does kind of, you know, encapsulate that sort of like Britishness of like keep calm and carry on. You know, like, you know, it's kind of like that perverse, almost like blitz spirit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, just us versus the rest of the world because we are an island and it's like um but it's almost a little bit like i feel like that almost comes up like whenever there's like um, like the time of the pandemic it was always like oh remember how we were in world war Two, like the glory days like you know mm-hmm. um pull your bootstraps up and get on with it sort of thing where it's like yeah. reminiscing about the past which was terrible because <laughs> um, you know everybody who grew up during that period was like oh you know the blitz was awful and rationing was awful but they kind of like nowadays paint it as a sort of like I don't know seeing it through a rosy sort of like tinted sort of you know affair where it's like oh it's, it might have been bad you might not have been able to get eggs and you know but oh everybody came together and it was a, you know good good sort of like community spirit and everything whereas in reality like people were like dying of, in you know bombs dropping on the houses so yeah and people were profiteering off of it yeah. and everything else it was you know i thought sort of like an interesting thing that was kind of pointed out. I mean, Mm. it's a real surface-level thing, obviously, but, like, the idea that no one knows what caused Mm. the thing and, like, their reliance on the god of science Mm. had led them to an inability to reproduce. Mm. And no amount of, like, pleading with their science god would give them what they wanted. Yeah, that was, like... Right, so science wasn't going to save them from this. No, and it's the point where, like, they're threatening people with, like, if you don't go to fertility test, you're breaking the law. Yeah. And it's, like, this weird thing where... um, Like, that was going to save them. Yeah, and it's, like, the weird thing where it's, like, pushing plastic surgery, like, you know, and the billboard ads where it's, like, make sure you look young, you know. Okay. to help you look young and stuff so um yeah and i thought the movie is kind of like interesting how it touches on like mass um mass grief you know like mm-hmm. um with the death of baby diego who sounds like <laughs> a right dickhead yeah Baby Diego was stabbed outside a bar in Buenos Aires after refusing to sign an autograph. Witnesses at the scene say that Diego spat in the face of a fan who asked for an autograph. He was killed in the ensuing brawl. The fan was later beaten to death by the angry crowd. Yeah. No, you know, it's just like one of those kids that just thinks like... Some irrelevant... Yeah, who wouldn't... Jackass. Literally, the only reason he was... Important is the last one born. Yeah, and, right? and he spat in the face of someone who you know, and then like there was a fight. They killed them. Yeah, 
but like everybody is like grieving in like the same sort of way as like when Prin Princess Diana died. You know that's the like, which seems to be the case now with like every major celebrity or anyone of like some public, like a public figure is like, you know, is outpouring and like sh shrines and like worship of people. Yeah. And I think that's like, I mean, it's a, it just does, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's, because... Oh, it's totally not genuine. Oh, so, and that's yeah. what I was going to say. It feels a little bit like, you know, you don't know, you don't know Princess Diana, right? Yeah. As a, per, on the personal level. Like, it's sad because, you know, like, she had a family and her children well, are grieving and everything. And it's, you know, tragic that she died. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's not healthy for... <clears throat> Murdered by the Mossad. <clears throat> she was murdered by the Mossad. Her driver was a Mossad agent. <clears throat> they put it into a okay. book. <clears throat> okay. uh, Gideon spies. This isn't your, okay. sh this isn't your Enough. show. This okay. is our show. I was just coughing. It was a weird... Oh, a weird you might want to get that checked out. It's called Mucus or Mossadus. Something like that, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is I think it's like really unhealthy and I think um, I read, a, I watched a video about this, like the sort of like way that we fixate on certain tragedies, like for example 9-11 where we like, every year there's like an anniversary or something, you know where it's all like, like this. It's another one who did 9-11. <laughs> No, okay, stop. Throw it back. Another no. coughing fit's coming no, on. Calm down. <laughs> and what I'm saying is, like, the film is kind of critical of that. Like, yeah. you know, and even, like, Theo, when he goes to try and get a day off, he's like, oh, it's really hit me quite hard, you know? Mm -hmm. But you have, like, all the women crying and, uh, like, yeah, and it's being induced by the... It, even the, the movie media, even starts yeah. off with it. Yeah, the media is, like, always pushing on, a, like, about it, you know? Like... Yeah, so here's... Here's, stuff. like, the really meta take on this, right? Mm. So, like, you're watching these people, and they're watching through their screens these people and having, like, these sympathies for them, and they're, mm. like, connecting with these, like, random babies... But you're doing that too. Mm. You're watching a movie mm. about artificial people that are irrelevant, and you're getting like tied in emotionally with them. Yeah. Right. So like you're, it's like this sort of like. Yeah. Right. Like even though like you're like, oh look at these idiots. You're doing the same thing as yeah, those yeah. idiots. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. Well, so. I just another thing I just wanted to point out is the fact that um, London's a right shithole <laughs> in that movie and yeah. like when we see it I'm like but it's still old blighty London it's fucking awful isn't it it's like but to be fair like it's better than what was the city they went to what was the, the at the end of the movie oh Bex Hill is that a real place I have no idea there's no Bex Hill England. It sounds like there probably is. Yeah. There probably oh, is. There probably is. Okay. But um what I think is interesting is like the fact that um there's no like trying to make the world like 
It's like, oh, the world's, we're gonna die, so what's the point of, like, you know, recycling? What's the point of, like, going green, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's all smoggy, it's all dirty, there's, like, toxic water being pumped out, you know, in the rivers and stuff. See, I think you just hit on why they're not having children. Because there's the toxics, the toxins. Because of all the pollutants in society, mm. right? So, like, they show the stream that the cows are burning by filled mm. with pollutants. Yeah. Right? But then, like, they describe the cows in the barn as being, like, mutated to be able to mm. fit the machines. Like, she's, like, saying that. But mm. then she does, like, that famous... When she's standing with the cows, she does that famous fertility pose. Mm. Like, she's literally standing in an ancient famous fertility mm. pose when she's yeah. standing with the cows. And the cows are looking, like, really natural at that point mm. And, like, organic, right? They hadn't been... Mm. That Those cows, I think, hadn't had their tits cut off yet. Mm. Like, they were still organic, natural cows. Yeah. Right? So, like, that was the point I think the movie was trying to make was, like... All of this polluting of society, GMOing everything, it's industrializing. It's not just polluting in, in terms of like um, polluting the toxins. It's also polluting through media as well. Yeah. So it's like everything. Everything yeah. is like we're being polluted by like in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. You know. So. And then like the so like the film is a reference to children of men mm. right which comes from that psalm mm. that is referenced children of men which ties into this whole like idea of mm. all of society being like demolished so if i read the passage for that so this comes from psalm 90 it's a musical composition by the american composer and insurance executive charles ives written in 1923 1924 this is the text as printed in the score, Ives 1970, taken from the King James Version of the Bible. Numbers indicate verses. So, <clears throat> and it reads, 1. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place from one generation to another. Before the mountains we were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return ye, children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it passed, and as watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. There is a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which grow up off. In the morning it flourish and grow up off, in the evening it cuts down with. And then this is where like it's a real reference to like the times of the movie. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins, in the light of thy countenance. For all the days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Right? Mm. So, like, they know that, like, their days are numbered because of their sins. Right? Mm. Like, and they're acting out in, like, the wrath yeah. of, like all of the sins of like mankind's like habits are like coming back as a wrath upon ourselves mm. right well just a couple other things I wanted to touch upon which is kind of like collapse and 
old civilizations and old uh, and things going extinct and stuff. First off, um, one which is a bit more obvious and people will probably be able to spot this is in the when they go to the school where they're waiting to be picked up by Sid, who talks in third person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, He's a very funny character. Yeah, with a great mustache. Hey, the fidget's there. Show us the fidget face. Sad face. Sad face. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, when Miriam is telling uh, this, her sort of like story about how when she was a midwife and noticing that women were, first off, it's not like everybody stopped having babies. The women were miscarried having miscarriages, which mm -hmm. is really alarming. Um, I don't know whether you, you of course you know, I don't know why I say this, like, <laughs> but there's been an increase in women having miscarriages um, recently. Oh, really? Um, and there's one sort of common denominator. Climate change. Yes, let's say it's climate change. <laughs> In injected climate change? Injected climate change. Wow, it's weird. It's um, almost like somebody predicted that. Anyway, so... In January of 2020. Mm. Mm. So she tells that really tragic story. Yeah. And, and then when you look out the window where um, Key is on the swing, first off, it's really interesting the way that she's presented to us the window it looks like has broken glass but it looks like a teardrop yeah which you know uh, make of that as you will um it's probably a teardrop i guess maybe like crying you know weeping or some things for the loss of like children yeah um but in the children's playground, there's dinosaurs. <laughs> so that's like one like one, I say civilization. There were animals, you know. I yeah. guess it was like a civilization for them, wasn't it? You know, little dinosaurs. Well, I mean, <laughs> in, in your time, I don't know when you think dinosaur. What do you think dinosaurs were around? Like what, sixty-five million years ago? Is that your? I don't know. Is that your theory? It's not my personal theory. <laughs> I'm not claiming I know when dinosaurs were around for sure. You don't know for sure. They were mm. around in the past, though. They were long time goes. So, I mean, as I explained to you, scientists will readily admit this. Dinosaurs could not live in our current atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, whatever world that they did live on yeah. had a very much thicker atmosphere which meant the co2 levels were a lot higher but so were the oxygen levels because they wouldn't have been able like the long neck dinosaurs so, like, wouldn't have been able to what breathe what would have happened to the for the climate to change so much oh i don't know maybe like a worldwide flood caused by like you know events in the in, in like astronomy like astronomical type stuff going on Right, that would cause like a global flood to take place where the waters of the deep would come out and like 
come out in well, such force that it blew some of the atmosphere out. About ancient civilizations going extinct. Yeah. Did you notice that when they're in Bex Hill and they're ne next to like there's a bit where they're go about to go into like the tunnel to go on the boat and go up to the ship, where well, there's a dry cleaners. Mm -hmm. The old dry cleaners. Do you know what the name was? No, what was it? Atlantis. Oh, was it? Really? Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. So, yeah. Like, ancient, another famous ancient civilization that was lost. Yeah. Apparently. And one of the things is that, well, it got swallowed up by the sea. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the story. It, like, it got swallowed flood. up by the sea, yeah. Yeah. Like so. an advanced ancient civilization swallowed up by the sea. So. I wonder where they got that idea from. <laughs> There's like all these flood stories out. They must have all just been a coincidence. People yeah. just love flood stories. People love flood stories. It's like, like tons of ancient... So, but it couldn't have happened, right? I mean... According to science, there's never been in the recent history any sort of major global flood. But they always say, like, the, the idea of... Stephen Hawking told me so, or whoever the hell wrote my textbooks. Um, Houghton Mifflin. <laughs> <laughs> whoever that is. So, um, I just thought that was interesting to sort of bring it back to... Yeah. No, it's interesting, yeah, it's a definitely another tie-in to it. I think, like, they're really trying to obviously make those sort of, like, you know, theological references throughout this film. Mm. Like, it's a definitely, a, like, a spiritual film, mm. right? Like, your one take could be that, like, it's a child of God and God's, like, it's, like, the new Noah's boat thing without the flood, right? Like, God's, like, promise not to flood the world again. So, like, how do you get rid of everyone if they're all sinful? Yeah. You just stop letting them have babies, right? And then you bring forward, like, a new humanity. Like, mm. start over again, right? Yeah. And get rid of all the sinful, evil people and let them kind of just... Their whole generation just goes away. Yeah. Right? So, without flooding the world, right? But you think it's more likely that that baby is... The Antichrist and what's going to happen. I don't know. I guess you could take it either way. I just sort of, my take on it is that because of like all the other little hints to that. I, I like all I'm going to say is it doesn't really matter. I, I like the movie. I think it's a very well well done movie. I think it. Well, he's like, a good director. Like, yeah. You know, and I think like. Even if my politics don't agree with him, he's still a very talented director. Mm. The movie is really good. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to say he's not a good director. I'm just saying he's probably very liberal, very, like, pro-immigration, very woke. Just based on, like, my hmm. take of his movie. Yeah. Right? Because, like, his whole movie is, like, basically, like, immigration is, like, good and not allowing it is bad. Like, that's a huge part of the movie. Uh, yes, that is a very huge part of the movie. Like, he's all for illegal immigration. He's not, like, for... It's not, like, legal immigration. Yeah, but when you sort of, like, see the rest of the world... Yeah. And like, oh, but then we're only seeing that being portrayed through a TV screen. Yeah. You know, he cut out of the movie. Mm -hmm. 
is that like they were allowing immigration and they were trying to bring immigrants in Mm. right and what they were doing was like in the book they were bringing the immigrants in when they were young Mm. making them do work until they got elderly Mm. and then they were shipping them out Mm. so they were rounding up only elderly immigrants yeah in the book to get rid of them and they were actively trying to bring in immigrants yeah which is kind of what they're right like is the issue at the moment you know right so Mm. but he didn't show any of that like these are things he took out of the movie that that feels like a lot deeper for to me like to do that because imagine like working for a country all of your working adult life then to be Shipped out. Shipped out because you've reached... Because you're too old. You're too old and we don't... Yeah, Yeah. which is a a lot darker. Yeah, it is darker. Yeah. Yeah. But he wanted to make more of a statement about immigration as a But then we we don't really care about... Like, unfortunately, we're like, oh, oh, well, old people, you know. It just draws a lot of, like, comparisons (laughs) to, like, the Holocaust. Hmm. Right, because it's a lot of like people in cages and like mm. they kind of look like they give it that feel and they put like the mm. work will set you but free I, on the cages and but stuff. I, I, I was thinking like a lot of it is also bringing attention to the war on terror. Oh, yeah, that's true too, yeah. And the sort of like the torture that like. Happened. That came out, yeah. yeah. The, like the CIA black sites and the... mm. yeah. So I mean, I think I, I think. <laughs> I think it's a, it's obviously good to like for me that was like the first movie that I remember actually seeing where themes were like were actually being discussed. You know, because it came out in 2007 on Christmas Day and also was um, a box office bomb. It didn't do well at the box office. Really? I mean, it's not the real, like, when you want to go to the cinema at Christmas time, I guess you're not really thinking, oh, I'll go see a dystopian movie. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> you're probably thinking, oh, I'll go see The Grinch or, like, oh, yeah. the Christmas Vacation movie or something fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, kids, we're going to go see Children of Men, that'd be great, you know. <laughs> kids are crying at the end of it, you know. The Antichrist is born. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's not a very Christmassy movie. No, no. But Christmas is Saturnalia, which is an ancient Roman pagan festival, which was like the original Purge. Mm. So maybe it is a Christmassy movie after all. It depends on... <laughs> Who are you asking? <laughs> um. <laughs> so, I don't know, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a very good movie. I thought the way they, like... I thought it was very suspenseful. Like, really well done at, like, doing the suspense. Mm. Where, like, they're, cha- they're, like, in the car oh, and the car that won't was, start. Like, so tense, that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Miriam, jump start the car! Oh, we have to go! Oh, Wait till it gets faster! It's alright, just push, you push! Oh, 
Like, it really was tense. Like, you were mm-hmm. really, like, you know? Yeah. But then that's, again, that's, like, that same thing where, like, at the beginning of the movie, all of society is, like, invested in baby whatever dying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're invested in them getting that car started. You're, yeah. like, on the edge of your seat, like, hoping that... And it's just a movie. Yeah, I know. So... But it do, it's a good movie. Like, it does... And, like, it really hits on a lot of, like... I think the main thing it hits on is one of the main things that you're not allowed to talk about, mm. like, in terms of, like, deep diving, which is the depopulation agenda, mm. which is a legitimate thing that they are into, like, big time. Well, right? what can you do about that? Like, if, if we're trying to, like, give some advice to people, like, what... You know, obviously, I guess we said about GMOs. Mm-hmm. So try to not eat GMOs. Um. So like. Yeah. You know, organic. There's things you can do. Like, we found they were spraying herbicide and pesticide in, over the power lines near mm-hmm. us, and like we organized with local people and got them to stop doing that because it was going in the drinking supply. Mm-hmm. So like, there's things that you can do like locally to like fight back against like the poisoning of our planet i think that would be Mm -hmm. a good thing um if you see people lining karens up on rocks on the beach you can (laughs) knock them over and that will help stop erosion and that's Mm -hmm. another form of pollution they're just putting karens everywhere they think they're like nordic vikings and assassin's creed or something (laughs) um i think another thing is like there should be more sort of like less focus on working and like career and more sort of focus like going back to the idea of like raising a family and like more emphasis on like that side of things because Mm -hmm. I feel like you know we see it in the movie like when it's taken away from women and like you know the idea of motherhood and everything like the women are like they're the ones who are like when they come across the baby they're more sort of like you can see it like the joy and the celebration that they have like the the gypsy woman that they encounter and the russian woman the old russian woman who they encounter like when they're you know you can see the joy in their face just by being around a child mm-hmm. so i feel like that we have such a sort of like it's almost like motherhood nowadays in society is seen as a burden yeah it made women. it seem that way yeah. and they're taking away like this idea of it be you know it's natural for women to want children mm-hmm. now it's like a whole big sort of push where it's like you know we're focusing on careers and you know it was like well you can focus on a career for 20 odd years 20 to 30 odd years or whatever but at the end of the day a career is not going to be there to look after you when you're dribbling in a wheel- wheelchair yeah you know oh, oh okay yes it will because it will pay for your care but who's going to be caring for you a robot yeah I think it's <laughs> hilarious that the bankers and the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers were like the main people that funded the feminist movement and the reason they did that was to get women in the workforce so they could tax them and charge them interest. 
and get them to take out loans <laughs> and get them to get credit cards and put them in more debt. And then they started washing their hands to make sure they were safe from the coronavirus. And then they gave out more credit cards and more debt and more loans and they kept washing their hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I think of that. The Children of Men, good movie. <laughs> Thanks for watching this movie review show that we do, which is a movie review show. We like movies and we review, review them. That's exactly what this is. This is an entertainment only movie um, review show. We're listed as comedy on Podbean or Spotify. Well, I was laughing. <laughs> so. I just thought that was funny to bring up the fact you, that... You laugh at like half my takes anyway. Yeah. So. When people hear that I think the baby at the end of the Children of Men <laughs> is the Antichrist, they will be laughing. So that's yeah, common. Right? Yeah, it's comedy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that was our review of Children of Men. I don't feel like... I mean, is there anything you want to add? I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard. Like, this is a thing because there's not enough really... Oh, there's a ton of Easter eggs hidden in the background mm -hmm. of the film. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, I think this has been really hard for us because we're not... We don't have, like, the resources like we've had for the Kubrick movies that we've reviewed because those have been sort of, like, discussed and analysed a lot. Whereas if you like children and men, people aren't really sort of, like, doing the deep dives in this movie so yeah for whatever reason it's a untouched film that is full of new world order sort of messaging right mm. like you have like all types of predictions about the future world that we're now in yeah with like all these weird like face recognition type technologies mm. and like sort of mark of the beast type system mm. where you have to have like your papers please and all these things we never thought like pre uh rona world we never thought that like our normal would be this world of like again a, a, a vaccination passports yeah of, like have you got your card on you yeah now it's yeah. kind of like we're almost in like the children of men world yeah. like we're getting like, close avoiding fertility tests is a crime and the other thing i thought was really interesting which is not really explored in the movie because they didn't have mm. time to i think mm. was the fact that in the book they talk about how society started to like economically collapse mm. so like most of the other countries like it just like economically collapsed and gone through this like reset and I don't think they show in the movie anyone... Did they show anyone using currency in the movie? They throw money at Theo. They throw the, coins at yeah, him, right? Yeah, but I, that's... You know, and he picks them up, but I, I feel like that was just like a sort of like jab at him because he's yeah. in debt, you know? But like, you know, like the current thing and going yeah. on in our world is like right now they're like... cash. You know, they're, they're, in my opinion, they're intentionally causing inflation in order to collapse the economies worldwide mm. to bring about central bank digital currencies, which will be highly controlled. They'll have universal basic income. They'll have expiring mm. currency, like all these things. And like that, that's why you're seeing a worldwide sort of like collapse currently. Mm. And it's like happening slowly everywhere. Like, just like is described in the Children of Men book. Mm. Children of Men, it was caused by the population, like, 
dropping because they didn't have a workforce. Mm. And so it started getting worse and worse and worse everywhere. But like in our world, it's caused by like this inflation problem, which is just like mm. the same. Like it's just getting worse and worse you and know, worse worldwide. Um, what year the book is set in? It's like 2027. No, the film is set in 2027, but oh. the book is set in 2019. Oh, 2019? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting timing. Yeah. So, any? do you have any other... Um, I just thought one of the things that I thought was quite funny um, was when he's on the train and it goes past like some graffiti and it's like, whoever is the last one to leave please turn out the lights, you know? So, I just like, like I say, the humour in the movie is like, kind of funny because it's like, you know, such a ridiculous situation to be in. Like sometimes, like, you know, it's like, that is almost like a meme, you know? And that's yeah. what like, way people have been fighting back recently is through memes. Like, yeah. they can, you know, it's the, way, the only way really that people can like sort of express themselves freely is through, through memes. Yeah. And I mean, that's like... You saw the monarchy was over. Oh yeah, we haven't even... Yeah, by Prince Charles. Prince Charles gave up the throne. Uh, yeah, so, like, which is really interesting of... when you see all the newspapers and it's like there's reports of like nuclear bombs being dropped or like on... Yeah, cities. Russia was dropping nukes on people. Yeah, and Kakistan. Of course. Yeah. And there was obviously the stuff about, like, um, they mentioned stuff happening in New York, you know, where it's like, it implies that something, like, like catastrophic happened in New York because Julian's parents died as a result. And Dylan, their baby, their son, do you remember how he died? Yeah, I thought this is a good thing we brought this up. So their son died of... A flu... A, a, flu, a, a flu pandemic. Yeah, in 2008. Right? In the movie's timeline. <laughs> so in the movie, there was one of the things that started the collapse of society mm -hmm. and the collapse of the financial system mm -hmm. was a flu pandemic. So Children of Men documentary... Or just pure science fiction. Yeah. It's like one of those 1984 <laughs> type things where, where you're like, every year we're getting closer to the actual movie, you know? It's like Idiocracy. It was a documentary, but about the future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. Anyways, thank you all for watching. Um, yes, thank you for watching. Yeah. Please let us know your comments down below. Mm -hmm. And uh, we look forward to reading your takes on the film as well and anything we might have forgotten. And uh, we'll be back with another movie soon. Yes. Any idea on what we're doing next? Well, people um, obviously really have responded quite well to Kubrick stuff. Yeah. Um, but I meant, saw someone mention Rosemary's Baby and seeing as you've been discussing the Antichrist. What, uh oh, what? Rosemary's Babies next? Yeah, what about. Dun dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that's, that would be a good movie for you to sort of like sink your teeth into. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Rosemary's Babies next.
It's going to get spooky up here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for watching. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Scientists and sages in the world are tossing around theories about the ultimate mystery. Why are women infertile? Why can't we make babies anymore? Some of them say it's genetic experiments, gamma rays, pollution, same old, same old. Anyway, in the corner, you see this man sitting. He hasn't said a word. He's just tucking into his dinner. <laughs> so they decide to ask him. They say, well, why do you think we can't make babies anymore? And he looks up at them, and he's chewing on this great big wing. And he says, I haven't the faintest idea, he said. But this stalk is quite tasty, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>